Hello and welcome to the Spirit Talk Podcast, where we'll talk all things spiritual. I'm your host and the creator of the podcast, Brandy Bolton. Join me at looking at spirituality from many different angles. There will be no stone left unturned. From science and spirit to topics that some may call woo-woo, I will also discuss my own experiences as a developing psychic and medium. This podcast is for all the seekers out there, and I sincerely hope you enjoy. Hello, Soul Tribe. Welcome back. I'm Brandy Bolton. This is Spirit Talk, where we talk all things spirit. Lately, a lot about mediumship, and today is more about mediumship. I'm so excited. It's been fun really diving into mediumship lately. If you're new here, hi, how are you? Welcome. Join the Facebook group, Spirit Talk, a soul tribe. Follow me on Instagram, Spirit Talk 13. All links will be in the show notes. If you're a returning guest, hi, how are you? It's been a minute. I had a nasty cold. I couldn't really talk very well. I had earaches. It kind of sucked. So obviously I needed a break but we're back. And today I have a guest, Beth Riley. We're going to get right into it with her. I'm just going to let you know, I've had it too many times where I've had a guest and not hit record when we're chatting about good stuff. Like we're just getting to know each other, warming up, bantering a little and good juicy stuff comes up and it's not recorded. So Beth and I were getting into it. I'm like, oh, hit record. (laughs) So you're going to hop right into the middle of a conversation here. Hope you don't mind. Um, okay, that's it. Love you. So it's like, yeah, it's interesting. But I would say I think it's because I care mostly about people's emotions. So it's hard for me to like visually my Claire, Clara, clairvoyance isn't like my strongest suit, I guess. But yeah, so I'm kind of like, because we started talking about good stuff already. Yeah, (laughs) that sounds great. Um, Okay, so what is your strongest Claire then? Um, Clairsentience and claircognizance. Those are my biggest things. And sometimes I find it interesting because for me, when I go to read a spirit, I can feel them physically that they're there. I know they're there. I'll see flashes of them but it's almost like I'm in a dark room. It's almost like I can't see and I'm talking to somebody who I can't see. So it's really interesting for me because I almost, I would like to work on my clairvoyance more so that I can, it feels like kind of normal conversation where like I'm looking at you right now and hearing and finding out things from you, all of that. But I wouldn't want my clairvoyance to come at the expense of like my claircognizance or clairsentience. And I don't, I'm still kind of learning how all of that works, but I really do find, I don't know, like, as like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like all of these things I haven't, I have worked with Melissa as my mentor and she's amazing but I've never actually had like a formal education in mediumship, right? I haven't gone and taken courses. So it's all kind of like what I feel like I'm learning from spirit along the way. And I almost feel like a lot of it is learning on the job. So I don't know. It's like, 
if what I kind of feel is that if I was intending to work on my clairvoyance, sometimes I wonder if that's my focus and my intention, would my other clairs kind of not go away, but like go into the background a little bit more so that I could focus on relying on that clair and strengthening it almost like a muscle. And so for me, I do want to see more with my clairvoyance, but I feel like for me, a lot of where the messages come through and like personality from spirit is through my clairsentience and my claircognizance. And I don't necessarily think that's the way that it works for everybody. I think we're all really unique as mediums, right? Right. But I noticed like one week I was having a really hard time emotionally and my clairsentience, it was almost like it was not shut off, but it was hard to feel. And that really affected me. I was still able to read, but it just didn't feel as, I didn't feel as connected, like emotionally with spirit communicator. So, yeah. That's a good thing. Good thing to talk about. I feel like sometimes there are times in my life where I really, I don't want to do a reading. I I wouldn't want to. If I set Mm -hmm. up to it, it would probably work out. But we're human. We're not meant to always be doing these things. How do you feel about that? Yeah. I do, I really struggle with that because there are certain points, like I have had times where um, I'm able to read and I'm able to bring through evidence and I'm able, my focus is always on the healing for the sitter. And so if I didn't think that I would be able to bring that to the sitter, then I wouldn't read. But I think there's there's just been one time in my mediumship so far where I've actually had to reschedule a client because I wasn't 100% sure that I was going to be able to read to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's hard to reschedule people too because people wait for their readings and they're really looking forward to it. But I just, I really ethically, I feel like it's a big responsibility, like knowing where, um, where that kind of, boundary is in terms of like okay this is not this I know this is not going to be my best so right yeah I struggle with that too I really do I haven't put out official offerings for readings but I've been doing readings for years and yeah I think like oh I don't want to have to do something at this time also I'm just so non-committal I want to I want to be free. Freedom is a huge yeah. thing. So yeah. If it's not going to work out, I don't want to force it, you know? Yeah, I've never exactly. I've really been in that position. Oh, I guess I have. I have um, rescheduled something before. But yeah, it's it's something I feel like all mediums must kind of battle with a little bit. I think so too. And something I was thinking about is that a lot of us, if not maybe all of us, are empathic. So, and I also feel like um, when we're just living life day to day, like things affect me emotionally a lot and constantly, consistently. So um, I'm like, I feel like I'm never in, I don't think there's a perfect state to be reading in for one thing, because I just think 
we're humans living our lives and we can't ever predict like how exactly we're going to feel on a certain day. And so I see what you mean about like, it's almost like, I don't know how I'll feel that day. So it's like, do I want to commit to reading if I'm not feeling okay? But for me, I think it's like, I have to be in a really, really, um, like, emotionally hard state for me not to feel comfortable reading and um I just because I think a lot of my life I spend kind of like I have anxiety and all of these kinds of things so I deal with that regularly and if I I let that stop me from reading like anytime I didn't feel completely 100% I would never read but I know that I'm able to bring through um spirit in when i'm not like feeling a hundred percent but it's just like if it's something really hard that's happening i do feel like it's okay to say to say to someone hey look like can we reschedule and i'm not feeling at my best right now and um but it hasn't happened often for me yet but i know that that's something it's kind of like unique because it's different from another kind of job where maybe like I used to work in HR, for example, like I could just go to work and do my tasks and it was fine, even if I wasn't feeling too good. But with mediumship, there's so many variables, right? Right. So I even have had it totally on the flip side where I feel like, I don't know about this. I, I don't know if I should do a reading right now. I'm not, I'm not feeling great. Also, I'm a very like, highly sensitive person like, like yeah. you are. So, um, you know, when things are going on in your life or maybe you're just really tired or whatever. So I was feeling like that once and I did it. I did the reading and it was like one of the best readings I ever did. And yeah, I, like, I felt so amazing. I was like thanking yeah. spirit because that healed me as well. It had, exactly like, it in an opposite way like not opposite way, but a totally different way than for the sitter. Exactly. I, I was receiving healing, you know? Yeah. It is the coolest thing. Like that is the most amazing thing to me. I think about mediumship is that as you're giving healing, you're receiving it as well. And so I usually after reading, I feel really um, kind of like light and energetic and I feel like sometimes I do feel exhausted as well but it just kind of depends but it's amazing what can happen during a reader or reading um yeah I'm glad you bring that up that sometimes you can feel exhausted I've said on my podcast before that I've been guilty of kind of giving my power away to mediumship teachers who have taught that if you're tired after or feeling depleted or like you need a nap or you maybe don't feel great, you're doing it wrong. Like, yeah, that's not the proper way to do mediumship. I've heard that from multiple teachers. Yeah. And, but yet I've experienced it time and time again, where not that I'm feeling bad, but I just, I need to rest like big yeah. time after yeah. reading. Not every time, like you said. And finally I just realized, oh, you know what? I'm not going to put my power to those teachings and yeah, wrong because maybe that's just how it works for me. 
Yeah. What's wrong with having a nap or having some yeah. time afterwards? So you know exactly. Yeah, so I was actually listening to that podcast episode you did the other day. And I think you were also talking about is is it Kyle Henry or Tyler Henry? I can never remember. Because I love him. But um, I remember you talking about that. And as you were so yes, I have felt exhausted after readings before. Right now, it's almost like I'm trying to build up this muscle within myself because I can do two readings in a day right now, but I think I could probably do more. I just feel like it's more for me about like building up this kind of muscle. And as you were speaking, first of all, I don't think there's any wrong way to do mediumship. Like, I think that's the number one thing that I've always had in my mind is that I'm like, this is just like such an incredible thing to be able to do. I honestly have no idea how it works. And yet it does. So I don't think, I think mediumship is just as unique as the person who's like doing it. Um, The other thing for me is that when I get exhausted, I feel like for me, it's like, because you know how spirit uses your nervous system to um, connect with you. So for me and having anxiety too, I find that I kind of like worry about the reading beforehand and I'm worried like I really want to make sure that um, it goes well for the sitter and that they get what they need. And as you know, like you can't, there's nowhere to prepare for a reading other than, you know, like sitting in the power, you know, to to essentially train yourself, I guess. Um, But that that's not even doesn't have to come before the reading. But anyway, so it it's kind of nerve wracking just showing up, not knowing what you're going to say, what you're going to get, how you're going to interpret it. And so I find that I think the kind of stress or the pressure of that is what makes me feel kind of exhausted because it's like I'm amping nervous system up and then it's like after the reading or during the reading, even like the first couple of minutes, I'm like, Oh, like I can breathe. This is, mm-hmm. this is okay. And then, so every time I read, it's like, if I have those in a day, then it's like almost like this half an hour, hour beforehand of kind of like worrying or panicking a bit, realizing it's okay. And like, and how it's almost like a roller coaster because you're stressed, or for me, I'm stressed. Do the reading, and I'm like, this is the most amazing thing that I've ever like <laughs> been able to do, or like, it's just so cool. And then you go through it all again, again, the stress, and then this is amazing. So for me, I feel like it's like the mental roller coaster that gets me kind of exhausted. But I, I don't think I would ever feel bad, like, feeling exhausted, regardless of where it comes from. Because, mm. like, look at what we can, what we're doing, right? It's, right. it is amazing. But sometimes, yeah. Roller coaster, that describes it so beautifully, because, yeah. And you, you have the anticipation of, as you're going up the hill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is fun. And yeah, scary all at the same time. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I used to think like I, I never 
I was always able to speak with spirit, but I never considered myself a medium because I thought that mediums were born just like it was almost like that telephone game. Like you were literally hearing them speak in one ear and you were talking, like talking it, it out. And for me, sometimes I hear words in full sentences, but it's not like the telephone game. It's not like the information's coming in completely like you're interpreting, right? So, yeah. Right. That's yeah. funny because you answered a question I was going to ask you is like, now that you've developed in your mediumship, what is a myth that you think mm -hmm. about mediumship? So would you say yeah. that was your biggest myth that you thought that people just heard things? Yeah. I exactly like I thought that I also thought that all mediums could see spirit like physically with their eyes um and I have only seen spirit with my eyes probably once so far um I see them in my mind but I thought all mediums could see spirit like mm -hmm. so that was the other thing um yeah so i would cool. say those two <laughs> amazing so we just we started chatting and we just started rolling with it so i hit record because we were talking about great great stuff but i do kind of want to get back to your roots and kind of introduce you so you're yeah. a teacher with an underlying yep. interest in spirituality but in no way did you do mediumistic work at all um no Though intuitive development likely was calling you a bit. I've heard yeah. look back and realize that. But you yeah. had a car accident, which changed everything for you. Do I have that right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And how did that go down? Yeah. So, I mean, I would say before the car accident, um, when I really started becoming or like kind of realizing something was you know, that I could maybe like interact with spirit was before my car accident, but it wasn't until the car accident where I actually started going to classes. Um, so I guess like if I can start with um, what was kind of the catalyst for me was that one of my friends who I'd lost touch with, um, she passed away really suddenly, really young. Um, and I just was so affected by her accident and her passing. And I, I almost felt guilty in a way for like feeling as, um, impacted as I did because I hadn't, I hadn't spent time with her for years. I was, I kind of had this feeling like if I keep thinking about her and she keeps coming to me then she's not able to go to her mom or her best friend or her family or like boyfriend. And the, that was the first time, like after that passing, I realized now that she was telling me that time is time and space is not the same for them on the other side. And so she was able to be with me and also with her family. But what happened is that I had a long commute Um to work every day. I lived in Squamish and worked in Vancouver. And so a bunch of us took a commuter shuttle bus and she would ride the bus with me, my friend in spirit. Oh. And so I could feel her 
but I, I kind of didn't really know that I was speaking with her. Right. So eventually, yeah, I was in the car accident and part of my physical rehab was going on walks every day. And so I started listening to podcasts just to pass the time on my walks. And Melissa White had just started her podcast and I had had a couple of, or I had one reading with her at that point. And I was just listening to her story about how she found out that she was a medium and got into mediumship. And she was talking about this. She thought it was a meditation class, but it was actually circle where you learn mediumship skills. And I thought, oh, that would be so cool. Like if something came up like that, like I kind of, I would want to do that. And so a week later, she advertised a beginner's class and I messaged her and said, hey, I was wondering like, do you think I'd be a good fit for this class? And she said, oh yeah, like that would be great. And she said, I actually have, um, an advanced class that has an opening if you want to join that one instead. Um, and I was thinking like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I didn't even know, like, I didn't know. I was like, I've literally never done this before. She was like, no, like you do, like you'll, you'll be fine. So I joined it and it was hilarious because I'm, I literally have no idea what I'm doing. And the first class, like right away, we had to connect to um, our partner and like, bring through a symbol that would resonate with them. And I was thinking, what? (laughs) um, But I was able to do it. And we also did an exercise where we held onto an object and we had to bring through like dates and any information that we could get from it. And I got um, the month of um, the spirit communicators passing and what they looked like and I just was so shocked, but, (laughs) but I just thought it was so cool. And so I really got into it for my own interest. It was never with the intention of becoming a professional medium, but I feel like I just kind of was led that way. So. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. We have similar stories in that way in that I don't even know how, I signed up for mediumship development with Melissa White. I was like, yeah. what was I even thinking? Yeah. <laughs> to start with mediumship. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, hey, that's how it worked out. And I guess we met when you started that class or maybe. It was I think so. That you did? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, like, I just remember because we've had a, I think we've had one or two classes together maybe before. Yeah. So I always remember thinking like, oh my gosh, like Brandy has her own podcast. Like she's <laughs> like, yeah, I, I really look, look up to you. So yeah, but that is how we met. <laughs> yeah. In, in the Melissa White's class. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So yeah. at risk of sounding kind of victim blamey, which I certainly am. Yeah. I'm going to ask kind of an assholey question here, but I'm generally curious. Do you feel that in any way, perhaps divine timing was at play? An accident was the universe's way of putting you closer to your path? Yeah, in a way, like, so I was injured quite a bit. Like it was, I'm still quite injured from it. 
Um, um, but the way the accident happened, I probably should have been, it probably should have been like a worse accident than it was, um, because I was basically trapped, um, like stopped behind a city bus, like fully stopped. And, um, someone was under the influence and just plowed into the back of me. And I probably should have been shoved into the bus, but I wasn't. And at the same time, there was a police officer right on the scene. And at first, you know, we were supposed to go and exchange information. And then the, uh, he realized that the person, there was something wrong with, with what was going on. So I didn't have to get out and, and, and talk to the other person, which I also think was, was, um, like divinely orchestrated because I don't think that was a safe situation at all. Um, but I do feel like I had been having a lot of signs in terms of, um, I just wasn't paying attention to what I needed or what I wanted from my life. I was just going what had been expected of me. Um, just like really, I don't know, not happy. Um, and I would have never changed anything, even like um, as a result of the accident, like I was always an active person, but I've, I've had to do a lot of physical rehab. And so even just like, you know, I've built a lot of like good habits as a result of, of being in the accident, but I think it's changed. I don't, I think it definitely changed how I see life and what I, how I want to be in this world, because I still do have, um, like a love for teaching and teaching others. But I also kind of was ignoring the spiritual side, I think for a long time. And it's something that when I was younger, I was really connected to it. And it gave me a lot of comfort, a lot of happiness. And now it feels like I kind of like was shoved back into it and even like further than where I was going before, because I had no idea that people could develop mediumship. I just right. like, I, you know, we said like, I thought they were just born like that and just, oh yeah, that's what, what I am. But I didn't realize there's actually quite a big community, community of people who are learning this and mm -hmm. can and have these abilities once you get into that kind of like, yeah. it's almost like a culture in a way. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty tight knit community, even online and Instagram and stuff. I've met so many people through development and many, many of them had zero, zero communication or ability before they set out to develop. I think that you did yeah. have a natural ability there but I'm feeling so many ding 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 moments here where I also had a car accident I also had a loved one pass before I set out to um, intentionally develop my intuition and mediumistic abilities and yeah. I also thought that you were either a medium or you weren't and if you were a medium you would damn well know it yeah <laughs> like okay Actually, there's a ton of mediums walking around and they just have no clue. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
So we have so much in common, Beth. I love it. That's so neat. Yeah. yeah. So you can I... explore that a little. Let me see. I had another question. Oh, so now that you're doing uh, mediumship professionally and you have a website and you offer readings, tell us a few things or one thing, whatever comes to your mind about something that has really blown you away. What have you yeah. done in a reading or in practice that just yeah. you? Yeah, well, there's been so many things. Like, I feel like at first, I kind of feel like um, I want to talk about, I put this on my Instagram a couple of weeks ago, but it was my birthday. Um, and I really wanted to spend my birthday with my granny who's passed. And so I kind of set that intention. Like, I didn't know if I wanted to maybe get a reading myself or what I, what I wanted, but I just knew I wanted to spend the day with her. And I ended out, ended up going out for lunch with my mom, which is something like the three of us used to do, uh, together. Cause that was her mom's mom. And, um, on, when I got to the restaurant, my mom had this little silver, I want to call it a parcel. Cause that's what my granny just said, <laughs> but she called presents parcels, yeah. um, but it was on the table and it had pink, uh, tissue paper in it. But as soon as I looked at the bag, I almost started crying. Cause I was like, I just felt my granny there, but this was a present from my mom. So from the outside, it wouldn't really make sense. So anyhow, I came, I went to the washroom, came back to the table and I said to my mom, have you been looking at something that granny made recently? Um, like something with pink flowers on it. And my mom started crying and she was like, open the bag. Um, and inside there was my granny used to like to recycle cards. So she would like cut out the, like pick like the picture on cards and she would put them like on a new backing and like kind of rearrange them like almost like a collage yeah. so I pulled out this card that my granny had made that had pink flowers on it and it was the last card she had written for my mom's birthday before she passed and so my mom had modified it to say to my darling daughter and granddaughter and then inside the bag, along with that, there were all of these pictures from when I was growing up and going on vacations with my granny. Um, there was a brooch in there. It was a dragonfly. And we we really like, um, we like dragonflies as like a symbol for her since she's passed. Mm -hmm. And I just thought like, oh my gosh, like this, you can't explain that kind of thing away. Like it just, it's like, you know, and it was cool because usually it's hard for us to do as mediums to do mediumship on ourselves, right? Like it's hard to get that validation because we already know everything about our loved ones. Um, but this was a way to get validation because I had no idea my mom was bringing me a present that was essentially from my granny. I mean, my granny passed like probably, I think it was about two years ago now. So I had no idea, um, but like I would say one of the most, sh I have two stories of, of people I've read for that I think stand out in my mind like most. Actually, oh my gosh, there's so many. How can I 
even choose. Okay, I feel like this other one is like a different kind of tangent, but do you want me to share more or do you want to yes. yeah. talk? Sure. I feel like I'm just like hogging the. <laughs> no, no, I want to hear your spirit stories. Yeah, so, okay, so one of them, I was reading for um, this young girl and her friend came through and um, he passed tragically and I won't, I won't give like a ton of details or anything, but um, his personality came through because I was just, you know, um, had given a bunch of evidence for that he was there. And then all of a sudden it was like, I said, um, when you get up in the middle of the night, like to pee, like, do you sometimes like feel like he's like hiding around the door? Because I was like, and then all of a sudden I made kind of a gesture with my body. And I was like, he's saying like, like, that'll be me. But it was in like a different tone of voice than I usually speak. And she was like, Oh, my God, he used to like hide behind door work and like jump out at me and like freak me out just to get me and like you know like laughing and like that's exactly how he would say it and so it just like even now sends like it kind of gives me like those good chills because it's like something that's so specific to a person like sometimes people will say after a reading like I feel like I just like had like tea with my aunt or like I feel like I just like went and like had coffee with them and like chatted and it's just so cool how how they can bring through their personalities yeah and then I think the weird like I shouldn't say weirdest but like the the strangest um symbol I've had lately that spirit brought through I had a dad who came through in spirit and he he told me his bed was really comfy, but he said it in a way that he was like happy about it. It wasn't like it was like I was sick for a long time and had and stuck in bed. It was like he felt happy about this. And I'm like, I don't even know how to interpret it. So I just said it to my sitter and she said, oh my gosh, like his bed was so comfy that I, that was the only I took, or maybe not the only thing, but one of the only things I took after he passed was his bed. And so that was kind of like, you know, you get those random things and you're almost like not sure if you should say them even because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But it makes sense to the sitter. So exactly. Yeah. I guess for me, it was like part of the reason why I didn't do a lot of mediumship is because I was scared <laughs> to say mm-hmm. that. Like, yeah. It's blue lollipop. Like, I don't friggin' know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. They do say it, and they they know what it is. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's not really up to me to know. It's okay sometimes no. if I just say it. Yeah. Exactly. And even if you say it and it doesn't resonate, like, um, I was reading for my best friend, um, and it's so hard to read like your friends and family. Right. So, um, so I, and I knew all of her family members in spirit. So that's the other thing. So I asked her family to bring through things that were really unique that like, I wouldn't know. And that was like a tall order because I grew up with her. So her grandpa was saying, talking about how her dad something about 
her dad in connection to eating barnacles. And like my my best friends, like she loves like marine biology. And so I was like, can you even eat barnacles? And she said, I think like somewhere in the world you can eat barnacles, but like, that's really weird. Like we didn't know how to place it at all. And the next night, um, my friend was at her other grandpa's house for dinner, the one who's still living with her dad. And they somehow got on the topic about um, her dad was saying, well, I can't identify any other types of animals, but when it comes to barnacles and mollusks, I'm your guy. And then her grandpa, who's alive, said, um, did you know in, um, I can't remember which country, but they eat barnacles? And like my best friend, like she had not spoken to her family about like that she had a reading um, because they're like kind of like not open to it. But she immediately like texted me and was like, oh, my God, like you will not believe this. So I really didn't even want to say it. And this is to my best friend. I mean, she doesn't care whether I, <laughs> I get things right or not, but it was yeah. so weird. But like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's a really yeah. good lesson, you know, to yeah. everybody who practices this stuff or does this stuff. It's like, yeah, sometimes you'll have to say things you didn't know you were going to say, like, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it make you feel almost like crazy, like, because you're like, oh, well, but I feel like I have to say this. And at the same time, I, I still get things wrong or I interpret things I think it's more that I'm probably interpreting things wrong because I feel like spirit like does a good job of communicating but um you know I get things wrong but I always keep in my mind like this one thing um that I heard another medium say is that sitters will re remember 100% of your hits and like zero I think it was zero percent of your misses but the point is that like when they hear those specific things that really resonate and it's like you couldn't have known that mm -hmm. even if you get some things wrong in a reading which I think all of us do um get some things wrong it's like that's just knowing like hearing that one thing sometimes for them can give them the evidence that their loved ones are still with them yeah so yeah and I feel like a lot of times sitters are in a vulnerable position and they can be mm -hmm. nervous or trying to rack their brain or they're on their spot on the spot and they get amnesia kind of. Exactly. I've had that. Reading. Yeah. A week later. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I know what this was now. And it's yeah. like it had come up after. It's they just remembered. Oh, totally. Yeah. And like, I don't know how I could not get this. Yeah. Being in the moment, it's kind of hard. Or exactly. Or afterward, like, in the grammar yeah. situation, barnacles. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah I felt that way as... Yeah. And I felt that way as a sitter, too, before. Like, I don't mm -hmm. blame that. You know, it's... I also talk... I feel like I talk kind of fast, so <laughs> it's... Oh, a lot of information that comes sometimes. Well, you did a reading for me over the phone recently, which was amazing. It was thank you, beautiful, and the way that you deliver messages is 
so sweet and beautiful. I can tell how much you feel as a person. You are highly empathic and sensitive. And my question is for you, how does the information come through? Well, you talked about your clairs a little bit, but you wanted Mm -hmm. to practice over the phone specifically because you hadn't done a lot of that. And so was it different? Yeah, I don't, I actually didn't feel like it was different. I mean, you know, like before I knew I was a medium, I wasn't sure how phone readings would work because I wasn't even sure how Zoom readings would work. But all I, all I do Zoom and now phone readings. Um, but it's like, because I thought that the spirit needed to be in the same room, like the same physical room as the medium and the sitter. So that's what I thought before I knew I was the medium. Mm-hmm. Um, now I know that because their sense of space is not the same, like they can literally be in the same, I believe they can be in the same room as you right now and me, you know, even though we're in different spots, um, even though like I've read people from like New York and Toronto or Ontario and like those were like separated by a lot of distance. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, so I kind of think in my mind, I just had to make sure that I could do it over the phone. And because then my second thing was like, well, maybe I need to see the person to like pick up the information, even though logically I knew that's not true because there's so many mediums that do incredible phone readings, but I just thought, I don't know if I can do that. So it was cool to be able to practice it because then I, I realized, oh, I really don't need to see the person. As long as you put your intention out that this is the person that I'm meeting with today and uh, I would love for their loved ones to come and communicate through me. Um to give them healing messages and evidence that they're still there and it completely like i i it totally it didn't i don't think it felt different to me and half the time it's like you probably notice i like look to the side when i'm talking to someone because it's almost like i'm listening for info i've always done that too people probably think i'm a little weird because i don't I don't always look in people's eyes, but I think it's because I'm getting so much information at the same time from spirit. And it's like, I just, if I'm looking directly at someone, I'm like, get unfocused, you know? So phone readings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Almost makes it helpful to not see them sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. I was worried about... Sorry, yeah. I cut you no, off. Yeah. <laughs> I was worried about awkward silences. Like, because sometimes when I'm reading, I'll like kind of just be silent for a moment and listen, right? I'm listening to spirit. And when you're doing a Zoom reading, people can kind of tell that you're thinking or you're listening. But with a fo- the phone, I thought, oh, are they just going to think I'm not there anymore? But that wasn't the case. So, <laughs> yeah, actually think of it I have even explained because pretty much all my practice readings I did I don't know how many practice readings for free Um, yeah I think all of them were on the phone and yeah I would even explain like sometimes I might just stop talking (laughs) yeah might get a little weird but I'm just yeah exactly yeah 
Um, how does spirit come through for you? Do they come through in a specific direction from behind you, from beside you, or? It's, that's so interesting. Okay, I've never directly thought about that, but I love that question. So I feel like most of the time, I will feel them on my right side, and I'll feel tingles, like all up and down my body, on my right side specifically. Um, so that's why, like, when I was taking that bus and commuting, I used to purposely sit on the outer seat so that my friend and spirit could like sit beside me, like on the right, Cute. um, which is kind of funny, but like, I mean, I didn't need to do that, but anyway, so, but when, when I have a spirit communicator and I feel like they're there really strongly with me, it's almost like I feel them right in front of me. Um, okay. almost like, almost like nose to nose. Like it's a feeling of, um, like I don't want to say heaviness cause it doesn't feel heavy. It feels like solid. Like it feels like there's like solid energy right in front of my energy. And I guess yeah. it would be the same as like, if you're standing, like say you were standing in a dark room, I think all of us could feel when a, like a physical human being who's in this you know alive you can feel them there even if if you don't see them yeah so that's what it feels like to me so I think either on the right side of my body and I think that's more like signals from them like they give me kind of confirmation if I'm on the right track or not and then but when I feel them that they're there with me it's like right in front of me Thank you. Yeah. What about you? Because I've never actually like asked anyone that. What about, how do you yeah. feel it? I. I don't know how that even came up. Um, well, I was going to talk about guides and, and so I was like, hmm, I wonder how that works for spirit. Cause for me, very, very specifically, my guide is behind me and to the right when they're communicating with me. Yeah. Um, and like, I can, feel them just like how you described like if I'm in a dark room I could know he's there because we do have yeah. a sense, you know yeah um, so that's how my guide put comes through so I was thinking oh how do they come through as a spirit person I don't yeah know um and as you were talking I could definitely relate they are right in front of me mostly yeah on the right side as well hmm yeah, that's yeah, so interesting. I'm going to really try to pay attention. I do yeah. uh, know of mediums who have talked about, okay, this type of the family comes in over here. This part of the family comes yeah. in over here. This part of over here. This part over here. I'm like, wow. I would like to do Yeah. I would like to develop that because for me, yeah. I get their information switched up. And sometimes it's yeah. like... I remember I was reading, there's two grandfathers in spirit. And I I said to the sitter, oh, was his name William? And then she said, no. And then and like a few months later, I found out that was the other grandpa's name. So I was like, I'm still learning. No, exactly. Because, because, you know, but um, so I would love that if they came in different like quadrants of my energy. Yes. But yeah, yeah, I'm thinking specific of a specific medium I can't remember her name right now she's written books and all kinds of things and she did say that she taught 
like she was yeah. the spirit in that way specifically with intention like she yeah. trained them okay come in this way come in this way come in yeah wow I, yeah. I imagine as I was hearing her saying that I was imagining like you know I feel like we're all kind of like lighthouses on the on the other side they can tell who's mediumistic who's, who's yeah bring in. and I almost feel like her oh Jackson Laura Jackson I don't know I'll, I'll look it up yeah. Um, but I can almost imagine her when spirits are seeing her light on the other side. Oh, we'll communicate through her. And it's like her little rules. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. okay, if you're on this side of the family, go on this side. <laughs> that is paper. so cool. Yeah. Who knows how that works? It's also fascinating. But um, yeah. So I know our spirit talkers, my audience just loves to hear about guides. What yeah. Experience with guides. Yeah, so my, um, I know that everybody has slightly different philosophies on guides and Mm -hmm. things like that, but I feel like I have two main guides um, right now at this point in my life. And my main guide, um, I actually feel like I was introduced to him, um, my first mediumship class I ever had. We did an activity uh, where we were pulling cards and it wasn't necessarily who your guide was maybe, but like it could have been guide, guardian, angel. But my, I had a picture of this young guy on this card and um, I remember Melissa said, oh, um, like the name Michael is coming to mind, but we both knew it wasn't um, Saint, Saint or Archangel Michael, because I know that Archangel Michael comes to me too, but this was a different feeling. So anyway, I just thought it was interesting, kind of kept it in the back of my mind. And then I think maybe that same week or shortly after I was driving my car on the highway at night and it was raining and I was nervous because I had just been in an accident. Um, And I remember him clearly saying to me, I could hear him saying, um, he was like, I got you. And he said in this way that like, I don't speak like that. Like nobody in my life I know speaks like that. It was like this very like laid back, chill, like voice, like, I don't know, almost like, I don't want to say like bro but it was like this kind of voice that was like, you know, it was like, oh my gosh. And then I just knew it was him. Um, and he started bringing me like, music because I think I I I get a lot of comfort in music and I've always kind of like connected with spirit through music I think and so he started like just randomly because on my Spotify list like it's randomly started playing this like melodic dubstep music which I'd never heard of before and it's so good I love it it's like a mixture of like and they talk about like a lot of like um spiritual things in this playlist I have but it's also like this dubstep it's like it just it feels really powerful so he started coming through like that um but I definitely he's with me all the time um I even like when I because I have to do a lot of physical rehab still for my accident And so sometimes when I'm at the gym and I'm feeling like frustrated, like don't want to be there, like this sucks. Why, why did this happen? All that. 
and I'm just exhausted, but I'm, I'm having to like, you know, work hard, like run and everything. Sometimes I'll ask him like, can you like help me? Like, can you bring me energy? And all of a sudden, like I'll see him, like he's just like running beside me. Like, and I can see him like kind of patting me on the back and like, he's really like jokey. Like he jokes a lot but he'll like run with me and I get, I have so much more energy. Um, and I do feel like we have groups of guides and like guardians and everything too, though, because when that happens, I can almost see this long line of like spirit, like all running with me, like on either side of me. And I don't know who all of them are, but I think they know me. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And it's interesting how you said you can physically feel your guide because I don't physically feel him. I can, it's interesting because he actually, I can see him clairvoyantly and um, like clairsentiently and claircognizantly. Like I know he's there. He, I can hear him in my mind. Um, But it's interesting because when I, I can feel the energy of a spirit, like a person who's passed differently than I feel my, or differently than I like pick up my guide and his energy. But yeah, I just, I think it's so cool. Do you think he came into your life around that time that you were introduced? I do. Like what I believe is, um, I actually think he passed. Um, I do think he passed of a car accident as well around the time that I had mine. And I feel like he came in like, and I don't even know, like philosophically, if that's how it, how it even, like if somebody can pass and then, and then right away become a spirit guide. Right. But that's just what, like, I feel like he's, he's talked to me about before. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do feel like it was pre-planned that he would be my guide and have me come into the mediumship. Um, but I also feel like he, he, it was, you know, that we have some things in common, but he's also very different from me. He's like very relaxed, like laid back. Like sometimes like when we've like gone on vacation as a family, I literally can see him in the back seat, like sitting with my son, just like all stretched out. And whereas I'm like nervous, I'm like sitting and I'm like sitting in the car, I'm like nervous but yeah up. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> oh my gosh there's so much there okay first of all way back at the beginning of our conversation you said that you don't really get clairvoyance in your mediumship but yet mm-hmm. with your guide you yeah can. yeah so how friggin rad yeah, it's pretty cool, actually, because I never really like put that together. Yeah. And like with clairvoyance, like I do see, ob- I see like flashes of objects and I see, um, I can see people, I can, I can describe what they looked like and like things like that. But for me, I'm like, I'm not, it's not like autumn, it's not automatic to me, whereas I, I feel like claircognizance and clairsentience is. Um, and Claire audience, but like, yeah, with my guide, like exactly that's, I always see him and I don't know, like if he thinks like maybe that's comforting to me or, 
Um, cause I also know that, uh, you know, guides like don't necessarily, they don't have to have like a physical appearance or look like a huge, like a person even, I don't think, or have a name, but I think like for me, that probably is just comforting. He feels like an actual person to me. So, and also I just kind of had a realization too, is I don't get a whole ton of clairvoyance in mediumship either, but doing psychic work, very clairvoyant. That yeah. Is- That's so interesting. Yeah, that is so interesting. Hmm. Yeah. All these things. Where we're always learning. It's mm-hmm. it's a journey with no end, really. This yeah. <laughs> so I love For that. sure. Oh, yeah. I love that you feel like part of his journey is being your guide and has that in common with you about car accidents. Yeah. I've learned a long time ago. Well, maybe not even that long ago. I learned, feels like yesterday, that really I shouldn't have too many absolutes with regard to my spiritual philosophy because I'm proven wrong all the time. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Exactly. But I too have that in common with my guide has um, told me more than once that uh, he lived here in the life that he presents. Okay. So how he presents to me physically is how he looked in the life where he lived here in BC. Yeah. Never lived here before. Yeah. And oh, so wow. The reason why I live here is because he and I worked that out. Like, it was almost like a suggestion of his. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, BC is nice. You should check it out. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I was like having this moment, like a very uh, clear communication with him. I was camping. Yeah. I get the best downloads when I'm camping because nature and quiet, right? Your mind is yeah. slowed down. So you get all this information. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you're here. You're here because of me. You know, I lived this life. And he specifically told me exactly where now when I'm wow. there, which is pretty obscure area. I don't yeah. Know but he's like, right over there. <laughs> that is so cool. Oh, my gosh. I get so many waves of like chills as you're talking about that that's so cool I get waves of chills as I remember that too and I just love this information and the relationships we can have with our guides yeah like you running on the treadmill and he running with you I love it yeah yeah I feel like it is it's like such a a special bond because um they just, you don't even have to explain how you're feeling or how you think them. They just know, like, that's what I feel with him is he just knows and he'll, there's been times in my development where, where I wonder, like, where is he? Like, I haven't felt him like recently. And then I'll do um like a meditation or something. And he's like, oh, I'm like just behind you, but you, you need to figure this part out on your own. Like I'm here, but you know, and it's like, um, but I just feel like it's so comforting having, it's like having a best friend who's like literally with you all the time. Exactly. It 
really is. I've described it like a best friend too. And um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm so connected and I know that we all are. And that's why people like to hear about guides because they desire to deepen that awareness of them, I feel, because they know that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, that may, reminds me of something. So the first time I ever saw a medium, um, I I really wanted to know who my guide was. Like, I really wanted to know. And she told me that I wasn't, um, that I wasn't supposed to know until I was 40. Well, I met my guide when I was 35 but I think like you know how all of us like it, it you, it's hard to predict exactly right and also things may have changed like as a result of circumstances but um I felt so disappointed not by like her um but just the fact that I was like oh I really want to know who who they are you know and so I think I just would want to say to anybody listening, if you're, if you feel like maybe I don't have a spirit guide because I don't know who they are, or I'm trying to get to know them and they're not like coming to me, I would just say that um, you do have guides and they are there, but I just, um, there's some, I don't know, something to do with timing. Like it just, I think that is true that they come about and come into our our awareness at at certain times maybe mm -hmm. so yeah yep, definitely and like the guide that you described is a part of your recovery and, mm -hmm. and like a part of a specific journey in your life and uh, also really cool testament when he's like encouraging you at the gym is that they're there to be a supporter and a like person who's encouraging you on your path not necessarily like yeah doing the work for path for you yeah exactly exactly yeah it's like he can't do the work for me he can't take away the circumstances that are really hard he can't take away like you know trauma that happens as a result of things but he can be there as a supporter and the fact that it's like you know, he, he just gets it. Anything I'm going through, he gets it. And it is like, we gotta, we're going to keep going, you know? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. <clears throat> so to anybody who hasn't yet stepped onto the path of intentionally developing their intuition and they want to, but they're scared, mm -hmm. haven't done it yet. What do you have to say to them? I would say do it like what do you have to lose that I was so terrified and excited going to my first mediumship class especially because it was like with people who have been doing this for years and some people who had already been working professionally but I was like you know what if I'm able to do this this is going to be the coolest thing I've ever done in my life and if I'm not able to do it I, I won't really be surprised. So it's like all good. And I feel like that was like the best attitude to have because I was kind of like, you know, let's just go and see what happens. But whatever, like, 
I, I I don't know why I just feel like this inside my my soul, but I almost feel like I was a bit of like this, like a cowboy. Like I just kind of was like got on the Bronco and was like, whatever, let's just see what happens. Um, and I think sometimes that's like the best way to do it because then when the pressure starts to come in, which, you know, it all, it, I, I think a lot of us feel pressured like um, at some point, but um, it's, the information kind of flows more easily when you just don't care about getting things wrong. I expected to get everything wrong. So I was like, if I get something right, that'll be like, cool. <laughs> but yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So let's leave on a fun little note, Beth, and yeah. play a little game of this or that. Are you down? Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, don't feel any pressure. You don't have to pick one if you absolutely can't. But Okay. Okay. So, tarot cards or oracle cards? Oh, that is a hard one. I would say oracle. I just lear started learning tarot, and I, I really like it, though. So, okay. both, I guess. Uh, crystals or candles? Candles. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> sage or Palo Santo? I think I like sage better, but I, I, I use Palo Santo because I'm not sure of the ethical, like, I don't know. I, I need to figure, I don't know how to get ethically sourced sage. I don't know. Ethically sourced sage. Okay. I don't know so if that's a thing or not. We're talking about cultural appropriation. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yep. Yep. Cause you're, cause you're, yeah. I'm, like I'm grappling with that okay Good. for now yeah <laughs> for now yeah pendulums or no pendulums i don't i've never used one but i'm open to trying it mm -hmm. okay. so for now no i would try it though um, guides or angels guides Ooh. <laughs> psychic readings or mediumship mediumship but i like both yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the sun or the moon? The sun. I used to like the moon. The moon wreaks havoc on me lately. <laughs> <laughs> I need to figure yeah, out how to like, yeah. Happy full moon today, girl. I know. <laughs> you too. Chaotic energy a little bit. Yeah. Um, group readings or one-on-one? -on -one? So right now I only offer one-on-one, -on -one, but I'm just starting to get into group. So yes. yeah, <laughs> I'm excited about it. Yeah. You're going to do amazing things with group. Thank and you. Teaching. I feel Thank like you're you. Into your teacher role in a totally different way. I would love that. Um, sitting in the power or meditation? Sitting in the power. Oh, it's exhilarating, right? <laughs> yeah addicting it's really neat yeah. yeah yeah especially in a group oh yeah that's amazing yeah. yeah yep well where can people find you online and i'll put it in the show notes as well with people who want to yeah so i'm on instagram and it's medium and then istically it's i-s-t-i-c-a-l-l-y so mediumistically me, 
that's my Instagram. And then I have a website and that's www.mediamysticallyme.com. And email is mediamysticallyme at gmail.com. And I'm Beth Riley. Mm -hmm. Mediamysticallyme. Thank you so much, Beth. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Brandy. I love your podcast and I'm so excited I got to be on it. And yeah, I wish all good things for you. Uh, thank you. Until yeah. we meet again. Yes. Bye. Bye.